I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no? Did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Welcome back to Oops the Podcast. Happy New Year, everybody. Twenty twenty two. This is our fourth year in existence. Is that right? Our fourth year in existence. It hasn't been four years, but we began at the end of 2019. This is now the beginning of 2022. This, wow. is, the, this is the beginning of our fourth year in existence. Yeah. How pretty, about that? Pretty That's fucked fun. up. Pretty fucked up. Isn't that fun? F- flew by. Ah. Um, I want to, well, first of all, Francis, how you doing? You know me. I'm fine. <laughs> Welcome back. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Um. The uh, I want to say to everybody, I don't know if you guys have been feeling this way, but I've been having a little like new year, new me anxiety after a kind of leisurely couple weeks um, of holidays and all this stuff and sort of making my plan for the year. Now here the time has come to execute all that and getting back to work and all that. And that can weigh a little heavy. And I want to remind everybody, take it a step at a time. Mm-hmm. Rome wasn't <laughs> built overnight. Is that the theory? He's in. Is Rome that wasn't saying? built in a day, I think. <laughs> Is the saying it's Real, the same thing. Close enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, Hillary says that I fuck up idioms a lot and that All right, everyone knows what you meant. Rome wasn't built overnight. Yeah. Uh so you know, any any big change you're gonna make in your life, you know, by by trying to go overboard with it the first few days, you're not gonna help yourself because nothing can get done in three days like that. The change you're trying to make, whether it be with your work or your body or whatever the fuck it is you're trying to do, take it easy. I got I got something body update. What's got up? a body update. Hit us. All right. The time has come for me to start getting jacked. Jacked, Francis. And you, I've you decided I've decided I'm going to start taking creatine. Wow. I'm nervous about it though. Why? Do you know creatine? Yeah. Doesn't it just like give you back knee? Isn't that the only bad? Is that even true? No, I think that's <laughs> steroids. Yeah. Oh, really? Creatine doesn't give you back knee also? As far as I know, I hadn't heard that. I've never taken it, so. Creatine is uh, allegedly, a well, not allegedly, it is a naturally occurring substance in the body, but we don't produce that much of it. And it seems to be the sort of consensus supplement that if you really want to build muscle, you got to take this stuff. Do you have any experience with creatine, Chris? You've taken it? Yeah, uh, like a long time ago in high school when I played football. Isn't it just like putting water into your muscles? So there, there's so much said about it, and I've heard that too. Yeah. Um, I, I don't even know if that's true. It just it just makes you, it, it helps your muscles regenerate more quickly. It builds muscle better. Um, like poor man's steroids, poor man's juice. Yeah, and the the fear I have, the thing that I've heard is that it can be tough on kidney function. Mm. because it's tough for your kidneys to sort of circulate through it a lot but that's also true of taking a lot of protein um it's hard for your kidneys to sort of i guess process or break down protein and and if i'm saying stuff by the way if there's a nutritionist out there who really knows what the hell they're talking about this is why we say these things on oops the podcast they're kind of hypothetical self-aware we don't know 100 percent of the truth please correct us yeah please weigh in we'll we'll feature it but um 
apparently if you have healthy kidneys, it shouldn't be a problem. But one way in to this creatine thing is to start with a major like ramp period. What so like taking a shit ton of it? So for the first week you take like four scoops a day or something. It's powder? Yeah. And then after that you taper back to like one or two scoops a day. Interesting. But here's my issue, right? So my wedding is August twenty eighth. I have this thought that I wanna be at peak muscle for my wedding right yeah she thinks too early well part of me thinks it's too early because if i'm you know almost nine months away yeah then that's like you know how do i maintain i want to be peaking i think to me six months out is what i hear it's what you hear when you guys like hugh jackman get super ripped to play wolverine he needs six months to get his body into that kind of shape can i ask you a question yeah so so you you don't need to do this, but if you did, so say Hugh Jackman is coming into this period a little like overweight for him. Does he have to like lean out first before he tries to build the muscle? Or can you do it? No, I, I think I think actually having fat is helpful because you, um, you can transform. You can it? turn that into muscle. Interesting. Um, and I haven't really figured out how that's going to work. I'm not going to go too overboard with diet changes. Because I just can't. I don't have. Do the, you need to? Do you just need to eat more? You think? I think I need to eat more. You need to drink a lot of water. Yeah, uh, I'm going to drink a lot of water. I'm pretty like, good about drinking water. I drink a lot of water. But my thought is the the flip side to this too early is that I have this thought that if if I start now and for some reason in like four or five months my body is just preposterous. <laughs> I want to have a few months to be able to deflate myself. Okay, yeah. Bring myself back down to to, to to earth a little. Yeah. I want to have a little bit of a grace period where I can be like, okay, this went too far. This is crazy. Let's um, let's just lean out a little. How much time do you need to do that? Like, I don't know. And can you do it by just doing nothing, or do you have to do a bunch of cardio? Like, how would? Yeah, I would just start doing cardio and stop taking the creatine probably mm-hmm. and like you know lifting smaller weights but higher reps got it just take like some 20 pound dumbbells and do a bunch of like flies with those and stuff you know what i mean yeah no i yeah, yeah. so I'm those are my those this. are my two thoughts i'm gonna get on to the creatine um i think and just have some fun with it that's my thought process i've done enough reading now where i feel like it isn't unsafe Maybe I need to go get blood work done first, though, to check on oh. my kidneys. Because I do need to get blood work done. Interesting. Yeah, might as well. Just tell your doctor. This is, sounds like a very healthy situation. What you should do is hit up Jeff Bezos' HGH guy, dude. Does he have an HGH guy? He must. From what I've heard from a friend whose dad was a doctor who used to give it to people, he'd be like, if you can afford to do it right, it's completely safe, but yeah. it'll cost you like 50 Gs a month. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Which I have no idea if any of that's accurate, but like I, I have reason to believe that if Jeff Bezos, he looks like he is. Yeah, he's probably doing it in like a, in like the best possible way. Fifty G's a month. I, 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 I gotta <laughs> save my fifty G's for my, uh, my <laughs> permit in Nepal for when I want to climb Everest. Are you gonna do it? I'm getting a little warmer to it, dude. I'll, a dude, little warmer to that. You want to do that show in base camp, bro? Count me in. Hell yeah. I'm serious. That I'll is come. something I want to do. I'll come for that for sure. Yeah. That'll be the great talk the greatest podcast content ever created. Yeah. 
Yeah. Comedy at Everest. That's cool. Fun. Yeah. The Mile High Comedy Show. Uh, it is a mile high base camp for sure, right? It's more. It's 17,000 feet, right? I don't know. How many feet are there in a mile? 5,280. Yeah. Well, you're right. I'm thinking now I'm thinking of like Denver's the Mile High Stadium. Mile High City. Base camp is definitely above the Denver airport. And I know we've track-checked this before, but I think it's something like 17,000. That sounds right. Right. Yeah. Um, dude, very cool. I love the idea. All right. Fun. Um, dude, I want to say real quick, recap of last year. I was trying to like find a bunch of pictures to post on my story. Yeah, you did. It was so sweet. I went on a big, a big, uh, you know, I posted most posted fifty photos, and I did a carousel on my my grid also. Um, and I was like, "Wow, I did so much cool shit last year." Mm. I almost got to a point where I was like, "Did I do too much cool shit?" <laughs> like, I don't appre- <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about half of this. Do I need to I, space it out more? No, but like, I I forgot about half of this. I'm being dead serious. Like t- to the point where, like, when you go to meet up with people and they have something really fun to tell you about that they've done, mm-hmm. I have forty of those things. From last year. Mm-hmm. And maybe I literally, I was too cool and had too much fun. That's a good point, man. <laughs> like, that is a good point. Um, you know? Yeah. I, I, 2021 was not as bad of a year as I thought it was. It was awesome. It was a solid year. 2020 was, awesome. 2020 was tough, 2020 but 2021 was, tough. was not so bad. Yeah. Yeah. And and I just want to remind everybody that like, as, as difficult as things might be or whatever, like there really is always something incredible that you did every year, mm. most likely. That's mm-hmm. so fucking awesome. And I hope you have a chance to reflect on it and appreciate it. What are the, just tell us really quickly the countries that you went to in 2021. Yeah. I visited, Total recap. I visited seven new countries in 2021. Oh. Uh, I went to the Bahamas. I went to Spain. I went to Greece. I went to Ecuador, Panama, Iraq. Uh, this is crazy. And I'm in Costa Rica. Thank you. Wow. Seven places, seven countries I had not been to. That's pretty cool, man. That's a lot of countries. Hundred pod episodes, tons of comedy in different cities, hanging with friends, had a great birthday party. Mm -hmm. Um, What, how about, um, I hate to be, I'm always this guy, but financially, was it a good year for you? uh, It was, it was, it was okay. Like it was fine. Uh, not your best i think the no it, it, i think it i think it was my best well that's huge no i know i know no the like it depends like i i do this weird thing that i haven't updated yet that i need to fix where like i calculate my income on the school schedule as opposed to the actual tax year <laughs> why i don't know like i i have this idea that like ending the year in my brain with august makes me enjoy it better oh my gosh it's really dumb it makes no sense it's i think julioism so I think that if you break it down by the actual tax year, it probably was still my best year financially, but I don't actually know because I made a bunch of money in the fall of 2020. Mm. Uh, so I think financially yeah, it was a very, very good year, but it was also a much more expensive year than 2020. Yeah. Like in 2020, I changed my life as far as like how much money I have saved because I didn't spend any money. Wow. For like six months. I didn't, we talked about this. I didn't spend a dollar. I was just saving everything. And like, had some commercials running yeah like yeah was able to save all that money and it gave me like a cushion for the first time in my life interesting that i do not yet take for granted because of how i i was the anti-cushion for the rest of my life yeah like to the point where i was like i may never be able to save money i was so far away from saving money that i just thought that my life was a life of not saving money (laughs) (laughs) well 
it's amazing how when you actually put your mind to it, you know, you can actually start socking away some money if you, you know, if you can. Totally, totally. Um, what stands out to you about your I would say the weddings were were the. Well, I mean, getting engaged was obviously the highlight for sure. Um, but then I went to some really sick weddings. How many weddings total? I think like five or six. Okay. Maybe maybe, maybe more. You know, it felt like it feels like it was more. It might have been more, but I don't think it was too many more. Maybe six or seven. Cool. But you know, the wedding in Lake Como was like a once in a lifetime type thing. Yeah. I feel like um and then new apartment? New apartment that was barely into 2021. Yeah. Uh the Oops live shows were super oh, successful. Fucking so fun. So fun. Um and yeah, man, I just think uh yeah, you're right. It is I hadn't done this yet, weirdly. I hadn't yeah. taken stock of the year. Yeah. Um pack a packed year. Went to Jamaica. Yeah, fuck yeah, that? dude. Fuck yeah, dude. I think that was in 2020. Yeah, definitely. One. Definitely was. Um, so, yeah, all in all, pretty good thing. Got a Rolex. <laughs> yeah, great. Got to have something. Dude, fuck yeah. To, to bring forth with you. Big item. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium. And you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm download it now well i got some i got something for you which i i don't have like not a not a rolex but um (laughs) i wanted to tell you this so uh here it is here it is okay um i have an idea for something i think would be funny hear me hit me You, you see this in movies sometimes but you never see it in real life anymore the guy who drops random quotes from literature or poetry into conversation (laughs) like without quoting the person or so imagine we're talking right Mm -hmm. just talk to me for a second oh man it's cold out there the frozen wing of the crow (laughs) that flutters down the back of one's soul dies quickest in winter that sounded very passive. And then we and then we just move on. <laughs> Imagine if I did that. You should Imagine if that. I started doing that. If I had quotes at the ready. And by the way, they don't they don't have to be quotes that apply to the situation. In fact, I think it's funnier <laughs> they don't if all. they're so out of left field. <laughs> but it's it it's one the most uh I guess pretentious thing. I think it's the most pretentious thing you could do. You have to be like twice the person you're talking to's age to do that. Yeah, it's the most pretentious <laughs> thing you could do. If you were like, man, it's cold outside, and I was like, hell freezeth over. <laughs> Yates. Auden, you know? Yeah. If I'm like quoting fucking, you know, Mary Shelley, 
whatever, or Lord Byron, just like <laughs> poets from like 16th century right. literature or, or whatever. And, and, and the fact that, that it would be so top of mind that I would have access to that quote, which would mean that I would have memorized it at some point in my life and that I have a bag full of these. Yeah. It's, it's just gonna, it's, it's never going to go well with people nobody's gonna like that <laughs> but i think it'd be very funny it's very to funny. start doing it so it's funny because typically like the reason why a person typically says that is because the quote summarizes whatever you've just said so, or or it applies very directly to what you've just said that's what this is yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what i'm saying so like you just said oh man like like I think I'm ready to to really to to really zone in or hone in on buying a house, and I'm just like, the raven always covets covets the moment before the dawn. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, what's that from? And you're like, I don't even know. <laughs> oh, what if you were just like, I just made it up? <laughs> you just made that up. Why That's do you think funny. about ravens? That's funny, but dude, to your <laughs> point, it is really funny if you're like, yeah, man, like I'm going through some some trouble with my whatever and i'm like ah and then i just say a quote that has nothing to do with it yeah and you're like does that have some does that pertain to what i just said and i'm like no i was it was a separate thought <laughs> sorry <laughs> i think that's really funny it's it a really funny thing to do it is really funny dude yeah i'm really going through a hard time with my my wife mm. waves break upon the shore as parrots squawk among the leaves, a dawn breaks yet again for the young shepherd. <laughs> and you're like, what? Does that have anything to do? Like, what are Am you? Am I the shepherd? You're like, no, dude. I think you, I'm telling you, you need a vacation, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're in the wrong field. You got to get into wool. <laughs> i'm gonna start doing this dude you should do you think i should memorize quotes though real quotes or do you think i just don't even need to go to the trouble and should should come up with them on my own i think you need to know your audience for sure man i was thinking you know i'm i've always talking about the construction workers in my neighborhood but if i was sort of standing over they have these railings up you know because they bust into the street and start breaking the ground and I love to watch them. And um, if I was sort of leaning over the railing and said, what are you guys doing? And then the guy was like, oh, we're uh, fixing the, the main uh, lines for the the plumbing for a lot of the buildings, just making sure that they're set up to facilitate the, the big, you know, new housing buildings that are going up. And then I was like, huh, a man's toil is worth twice in sweat what it is in blood. And he that hath the measure of his bread upon his rest shall sleep ever the deep. That's real. Is that a real one? No. That was, dude. You but told, I can do that. That's like, was, was like, is that Joyce? Yeah. And then, and then he'd be like, why, why did you tell me that? Or he'd say something. And then do you think it's funnier if it's, if I'm just like, no, I made that up. I made that up. Yeah. I don't know how funny that is. I, I what's think, funnier or if it's a real quote you know what's funnier if you say that and the guy just goes yeah <laughs> well i think you get a bunch of different reactions you're gonna get weird reactions he's just like fully agreeing with but you. this because this happens in movies I know, I know it does happen in movies and it occurred to me i don't even remember what i was watching i was watching something and this happened and i was like i've never done that i've never seen that done 
and I would like to do that. <laughs> I want to be that guy if for you, a little dude, bit. If you do it with your boys, I think it'll go over really well. I think they'll all think it's really funny. I think doing it man on the street with some random, random people oh, is fucking hilarious. Content, dude. That's what we're talking about. Oh, I had no, was that with the story that started? Uh, that was the final sort of dude. iteration of how I see this going. But you know something? That is so funny, dude. I think Instagram and maybe TikTok just enacted a policy where they're, be, they're kind of clamping down on, on videos where you feature people that don't know or don't want to be in your video. Oh, wow. And you don't like blur their face or, uh, you know, have them sign a a release or whatever. how do you prove that they've signed a release is it just like obvious i they... don't know i just i read that they are going to be more careful about this okay. because okay. like there's so much pranking peripheral people that get featured in these things and so i wonder this though like because there's so many pranks where like the person clearly didn't sign a release form and they're yeah. just putting it on instagram anyway. my whole alternate side parking was like he just featuring what was happening on the street but you weren't doing it in secret i wonder i wonder like the tiered right pe people are like people film out their window you know on the street stuff that's happening below but dude like the like think about this though like when the joke is on a person who didn't agree to be in the video like that shouldn't be online and that is still right so that's that, that whole influencers that the in the wild page right that's who is that yeah, yeah you're kind of like making fun of people um but dude, I think that's really, really funny. Like you were like, hey, what's up? What's your name? And then you ask them a question and then you just reply in a What's quote in a name? And watch their... A rose by any other word would smell just as sweet. <laughs> and then you just look at them and they're like, yeah. <laughs> All right, funny. we're going to give it a shot. Well, dude, this you reminded me of something when people... You're like, people don't do that. Have you seen the show True Story yet? No. It's uh, Oh, it's the Kevin Hart thing? Yeah, it's great. Is it a show? Yeah, it's like a miniseries. Oh, it's it's not that long. It's it's really exciting, fun, old fashioned, suspenseful TV. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's a good time. It's Wesley Snipes, right? Wesley Snipes. Is uh, it loosely based on Kevin Hart's no, real life? No, isn't he like a famous comedian? Yeah, it? but it, it sort of ends at that. Okay, but I I mean I was blown away by him. I thought he was great. Uh, I thought it was really fun. Um, Have I told you that I I've met Kevin Hart? Uh, I don't know. Um, when he came into barstool oh no i didn't i didn't and know. he came in with his whole his squad team who are the they there are they are their own thing they're his warm-up act but they travel with them i think they're called the plastic cup boys and they headline comedy clubs too by themselves i know him. yeah i've heard of them i didn't realize they opened for him um but they opened for him in arenas and stuff cool. and there was a i think there was a little documentary on netflix that he did like a six-part series that I, I actually watched and was solid Kevin Hart, and I know a lot of people have said this, is the most impressive professional person I've ever met. Yeah, he he does certainly comes off that he way. He is never not nice and and open and charming and willing to, to give a joke, take a joke to anybody. Yeah, he seems like he has good leadership qualities. That guy was built for success. Yeah. and And is so committed to it. 100 percent of the time and and like really t is open about talking about sort of you positively uh like using rejection and like yeah you know not not getting down on yourself and sticking mm -hmm. with it and all that stuff he's inspiring for sure yeah um but dude in this show and this is a thing that i i didn't realize i've taken issue with in almost every show that i watch 
But like the amount of times that the the core characters will like start bickering is very unrealistic. Like I'm sitting with both of you. We never bicker. Like there's never be a time where I'd be like, Chris, you're really fucking pissing me off. I don't do that. And like in every show that happens. And then it's just fine after. And she's like, all right, take it easy. God. And he's like, and then it's, I, I just don't get it. Like that doesn't happen. In my but life. it does happen sometimes. I don't know. It's just that we choose not to spend time with people that we do that. So with. other others are doing that. Oh yeah, man. There are people that bicker. Maybe it's and like bicker a, better, with coworkers, it's a good way to be relationships. Oh, I don't think so. No, no. It just feels like sometimes it feels like there is value to sort of like addressing things sometimes rather than not like i don't know like so sometimes i know the friends of mine who tend to fight with people tend to have really 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 close relationships too. yeah but then then some people you know they they sort of paint over meanness um under the banner of honesty and it's mm, a total yeah. cop-out i agree with you're that. not just being just because you're telling the truth doesn't make it noble not everything needs to be said or shared which reminds me, I need, I asked you about this and you didn't tell me, but I still need to ask you about who you were talking about that one time. We'll, we'll talk about it after the episode. Who's I, being rude to your friend? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. I gotta know. Yeah. It was eating me alive, dude. Yeah. Um, For the record, the next time I saw that person, they were so different and so nice. Isn't it? It's, that's so comedy. So they just comedy. had an off night. That's so comedy and it's so annoying. Like you have a shitty encounter with a person. And then you don't, you think you don't like them for six months and then you run into them and you have like the best time and you're like, why did I spend all this time thinking about this person? Uh, yeah. But also shame on me for writing them off from one evening. But maybe shame on I them needed, for like you that need existence. To give them, you need to give people more than one bad evening to, to make a complete summary judgment of who they are. I agree. But then I'm also like, I don't really have those. So like, why does everybody else get to, but I don't like that annoys me. It's like, I have to. Be, I get to I have to continue sort of like checking my shit at the door and like even if I'm having a terrible day being nice to you still but yet you're allowed to be a dick to me and I'm supposed to forgive you like that frustrates me a little bit mm -hmm. the idea of that I agree with what you're saying but then I'm like should I just like be more of a dick like will I be rewarded <laughs> I don't know no I, I think ultimately you limit your options more when you're when you're not nice I agree professionally relationship wise catches up to you well it's just you just you you have to be so much better people you have to be better at what you do to overcome the fact that you're not nice right you guys know that i like to eat oats for breakfast every day well i've been actually sprinkling some magic spoon on top of my oats just to give me a little bit of treat uh that is totally guilt free because it's healthy totally dude uh it's great you know i mean the the, the numbers are amazing for magic spoon as you guys all know Zero grams of sugar, 13, 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Very fibrous, very good for a diet. Uh, only 140 calories per serving. Keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> 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 build your own box. Available flavors to build your very own custom bundle are cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, cinnamon, cookies and cream, and maple, waffle, it's just, dude, it's the best. So you can go to magicspoon.com slash oops, grab a custom bundle of cereal, and start your new year off right. Uh, be sure to use our promo code oops at checkout to save $5 off of your order. Uh, Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness uh, guarantee. 
So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash oops and use the code oops to save $5 off. Thanks, Magic Spoon. We love you. Um, Dude, so I've been like the past couple weeks, I've gotten really into like the NFT world. Oh boy, here we go. And I actually asked Francis about this. Francis has like these really good nuggets. Well, he'd be like, dude, you should buy this. And like, I, I think my rule in general is if somebody comes up to me adamantly about something like that, I'll just do it. Like, that's sort of my model. <laughs> you need to buy this. Okay. I'll just buy it. And then like, you know, whatever. If it's a person I think is like reasonable and like semi. No, that's the key is that the person who's telling you, you have to be a judge of that person. Fine. Okay. And if they're really smart, then yes. But then if they're not... So I don't even think the intelligence matters to me necessarily. It's just, it should, Julia. I don't know that it should. I don't think it's the intelligence. It's the knowledge. It's like, have you spent time learning about this thing? Is that obvious to me that you have? If it is, you don't have to be a genius. Well, what you just said to me is the same thing I'm saying. Okay, no. It, okay. Have you spent time learning about this? Okay. That's knowledge. But that's not smart, though. But so sorry, I misunderstood what you meant. Like, just being smart doesn't mean that you're I, I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, sorry. yeah. No, that's Semantics, yeah, yeah. semantics. Um, but anyway, so yeah, if somebody comes up to me and they're like, you should buy this and I like feel that they're involved or I feel that maybe they know, I don't even look into it anymore. I buy it. So, but with the NFT thing, it seems really risky. It seems, yeah, maybe it seems reckless, but like, what do you do? How much are you spending on these things? Do you have a, a limit? Uh, sort of. I'm doing well at the moment, but you know, that's obviously fragile. Oh, um, I'm doing very man. well at the moment, <laughs> but, but okay. So, so did some like reasonable research with a little bit of hunch edge involved as well and whatever, but I'm buying, I've been buying some metaverse land. What is that? So like the metaverse is like this digital universe, like on the blockchain. Isn't where, that like, Facebook? I, 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 I don't even know. I thought the metaverse Facebook is now meta. And the metaverse is like the Facebook universe guy. that's created by Facebook? Sounds right. I don't know. Oh, man. I know. I, I prob- mean, listen I to us talking, Julio. This should be a red flag. I don't think so. so the whatever. lack of awareness that we have should tell us we don't know what we're talking about. You may, you may be right. But whatever. So, like, it, it seems like it's a thing. If I'm wrong, that's fine. I'm, I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm willing to lose the money. I'm investing in something that seems like it's a thing. <laughs> Correct. I'm will I'm willing to lose the money to take the to take the risk. So okay. whatever. I've started to learn about a little bit more of this shit, and things are going well thus far. It's you know beginner's luck, perhaps. How much money did you put into Metaverse? I don't feel comfortable saying on the pod, but I'll tell you after. A good a, a, a lot. <laughs> more than ten percent of sort of what you make. Um. Yeah. It's hard to say. It's hard to fully calculate that. Probably, okay, all right. Pro- probably. I think you would consider this to be high, uh, like my, shooting from the hip. My advice to anyone, not that anyone asked and, I'm, and not that you asked, is you can play with 10% of your income. Yeah. And this is play. Yeah. You're putting it on a number on a roulette table. Mm-hmm. Okay. So fair. Fine. Say it's play. Say it's not play. Whatever it is, it's probably a little bit more than that, but not maybe not much more. Just say that. Okay. Um, and, and not of what I make, let's call it of what I have. Okay. What I have to invest. Okay. It was invested in something else before. 
and it has now moved into Okay, this. so this is kind of your play money. Yes, and that play money has grown significantly. So therefore, while this money is a lot, a lot of it is money that has been earned. Have you paid your taxes on it? On the growth? Working through all that. Working through all that. Okay. There are transfers where you don't need to necessarily do it. Others that you do playing with it and figuring it out. Okay. Uh, but I'm very, I'm well aware of that. And I have been, I have been dealing with that throughout. Okay. Um, anyway. Um, so anyway, I've been buying a bunch of this shit. My dad now is like, dude, I want to do it too. Oh boy. Can you help me? I'm like, sure. So it's, it's, the, the line is starting to become blurred between what is him taking me on as this full service investment professional because he literally doesn't know how to do anything and just a son helping out his old man. Uh-huh. And I'm trying to, I'm struggling a little with it because he's getting to the point where I'll be, I'll be explaining to him and he's like, no, no, just tell me what to buy and I'll buy it. And I'm like, that, that's like not how this works, dude. Mm-hmm. Like you need to hire people to do that. Like, I guess buy this, but like he's calling me a bunch and again, I'm happy to help him and I'm walking him through the steps. Which, you know, for parents, like with crypto stuff, it's a little risky. Like you can send shit to the wrong place and it's gone. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't want that to happen to him. I don't want him to get a phishing scam or like there are things that he's more susceptible than I'm not. Mm -hmm. So I'm walking and it's an involved process to buy these NFTs. You need to transfer Ethereum from here to there and then you need to use it and link your wallet and blah, 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 blah. So I'm trying to help him. and And I was like, also, this is very risky. He's like, it's fine. He's like, this is my play money to your point. He's like, I'm gonna try. Uh, and I'm just wondering how helpful I'm supposed to be and I'm happy to be helpful, but like to the point where if I'm on the phone every day, I've got to be like, dad, you need to take a little ownership over this dude or give me a percentage. <laughs> okay. Are you asking me? Sure. Yeah. I think that the most helpful thing that you could do to your dad is to establish a very honest assessment of your true knowledge of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And that would mean... You may be underestimating my true knowledge, by the way. And maybe I am. Yeah. But based on what you just said, with all due respect... Downplaying it a little bit. But let's say I've spent hours and hours researching it. Fine. But but what good is that? This is still the Wild West. You know what I mean? I could know as much as I want. It doesn't change the risk. Those are the types of things you need to say to your dad. I, I have. And I have been. So that he, at the very least, does not view you necessarily as an investment expert. Yeah. But it is more like maybe you just. Uh. I'm very strong. I, I'm very strongly making those points. Let me put it this way. If my dad came to me and was like, hey, I know you've put some money into cryptocurrency. Maybe you're younger. You, you probably have a better sense of like NFTs and all that. I'm looking to spend some money. Can you tell me where to put it? I would say, dad, I'm happy to do this with you. I just need you to know that I'd. I really don't know what's going to happen with this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'll do my best to guide you, but uh, there's a really good chance this goes to zero. Okay. So that's, but that's not what I'm asking. I've th- that conversation that. What, because then you can do what, it in good conscience. What though. part? Yeah, I know. I know. What part of that conversation I've needed to have? I've, I've very much had. Okay. I don't, great. I don't want to lose his money for him. Okay. And then, I've told him, I was like, these are very high risk investments. You could lose a lot of money. Perfect. You could be way, 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 way down. And then in a month later, you'll be way, 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 way up. I don't know if you have the stomach for that. If you do, I'll help you. Excellent. That, that, then, you've, then you've done everything you need to do. But that's not the question. Okay. I, uh, that was step one. Okay. Step one. Step two is, I don't know. I, you, you could make this um, 
a fun father-son thing. Why don't you like create a father-son pool of investment where you both put X amount in and you manage it? So the thing that frustrates me about it is him wanting to do absolutely nothing. It's like, you have to do something. You have to learn about this a little. I'm not your financial advisor. Like, I'm happy to help you. Of course, you're my dad. Here's a tip. Here's what I think you should buy. Here's, Here's a good thing. Buy it. This is what I know about buy it. Okay, well, then one another way you could do it is you could say, Dad, I'll be willing to invest and manage your money for you, but I'm taking 10%. But is that fucked up? No. And also, it's like hard to... That's your knowledge fee. Right. That's your research fee. He would... I think I think he would frown upon that. I think he'd go, oh, 10%. Okay, yeah, your father. Okay. All right. Well, then the <laughs> other way to look at it would be to do what I suggested, which is to create a father-son pool and just have him you know sort of shadow your your investments with his money right so whatever you're doing if you're already investing just invest exactly the way that you are for yourself so so this is what will happen i'll try to so we're getting to this point where i'm doing that where i'm like this is what i'm buying you should buy it some of the stuff is is like a little maybe out of his price range or comfort zone and a price range in that he's like i want to invest this much so he can't afford certain things with that much i'm not saying he doesn't have any money whatever but the things that he can, I'm like, okay, buy these. And he goes, how do I know which one to buy? And I'll send him a website. I'm like, this is the rarity finder. This tells you how common these are. So you can, when you see it for a certain price, if you're like, oh, that's a good price, you can then put that number into the rarity finder and it will tell you where it ranks based on, say, there's 5,000 of these. If it's ranked 4,980, maybe you don't want to buy it. But if it's ranked number 2,000, that's a good price for that. And he's like, uh, just tell me what to buy. Yeah, that is confusing. I get that. I get why that's not something that he wants to to know about. And I would probably say the same thing. I mean, you're dressed in all green today. I know. Head to toe. So whenever I do this, I didn't mean to do it, but Hillary tells me that I'm, I'm Juju in the green suit. If I'm wearing all the same, Juju will be the nickname in that situation. Juju in the green suit, Juju in the blue suit, the black suit, <laughs> the white suit. I like that. That's cute. And just say, oh, you're Juju in the green suit. Uh huh. Well, you should be Juju in the bird dogs. <laughs> That's what you should be doing. I'm I'm Fran Fran in the bird dogs. <laughs> Got my bird dogs pants on as I always do. Fran Fran in the bird dogs. Fran Fran, thank you, man. Uh, in the bird dogs, yes, he can. Built-in sure underwear can. liner, super comfortable. I wear these pants all the time. These are the perfect pants for just being around the house, but not wanting to be in full sweatpants. Um, and you can go out into the world, and people won't think that you're a loser because they are. <laughs> Actually, nice pants. Um, but we also love the shorts, the built-in underwear liner as well. They have joggers. They have everything you could possibly want. Go to birddogs.com. Use promo code OOPS. You will get a whistling football. <laughs> Buddy of mine, or a guy DM'd us and said he did get the whistling football. Oh, yes. So that's still coming. Uh, birddogs.com. <laughs> promo code OOPS. Start your life today. I mean, I, you know, my friends work in, in trading and... They know the stock market so much better than me, and I often ask them, "Can I just give you money to manage?" What do they say? No. <laughs> they say no. They're not private wealth managers, and, and nor am I. And but their what? simple answer, typically, is just buy S and P five hundred right. ETFs, buy spies, which outperformed every single hedge fund besides three of them this year. Apparently, yeah, right? over long periods of time investing in the broader the broad stock market grows your money 
on average, 7% a year. Yeah, solid. Which is, you know, five, like 5 to 7% a year or whatever. So over, I don't know, 10 years or something, you double your money. I mean, it's, it's that's how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It's the safer bet. And uh, I think there was a there was a really interesting daily episode. Uh, I think it's the NPR our podcast or whatever it is. Do you, do you listen the to daily? the daily? Yeah, yeah, it's great. Where they did the one with the guy who uh, made a million dollars betting on Dogecoin. Oh, nice. Um, I didn't listen to that one. I listened to it yesterday, and it was so interesting because for the first 15, 20 minutes of this guy's story, I was rooting for him. I was like, wow, this guy tried to, you know, succeed along the American dream, grew up very poor in a tiny, tiny house that his parents were renting, you know, sharing a bedroom with his sister, yada, yada, moved to California, was busting his ass, working, not having a life, didn't buy anything, just worked, just hoarded money with this dream of buying a home. That's all he wanted to do was to be able to buy a house. And he eventually saved and saved enough money that he could afford the down payment on this house that he'd found. It was not a lavish house. And when he finally made his offer, the owners came back and said that they wanted only an all-cash deal for the house. And he couldn't afford that. And so he said, okay, God does not want me to own a house. And that's when he started playing around with cryptocurrency and he put $40 into Dogecoin overnight it tripled and then he put $250,000 all the money that he had oh my god all of it 100% of the money that he had that he'd worked for for years he put into Dogecoin because yeah. he didn't want to miss out and he watched over the next year and a half or two years where whenever Elon Musk would like tweet about it and his tweets would go viral this thing would would double triple quadruple and he's written it up and he's written it down i think now it's worth like 2.5 million and he's like he's like i um, has he sold it yet no and he won't and you're listening to this and as the money grows you you're almost yelling at the radio sell it uh, sell it you you have the house now yeah. you have the house you have now nice house. you don't have anything unless you sell it this is a an irony currency so was this when was this episode when it was at like 70 cents or was it like what it is now i think it was when it was what it, it, it is now right so that would mean that that was he had 10 million or something at some point I maybe he was maybe they were interviewing him when it was at its height got it but still, the point is, you know, listening to him talk and, and talk about how he was like, I'm the, I'm the underdog, you know, I'm, <laughs> this is an underdog story. And they were like, all right, well, what do you, what do you do if um, it goes to like zero? And he goes, I buy the dip. And it's, he's now so lost in the sauce yeah. of the, this ride the community. that there's no positive end yeah these are guys who cannot walk away from the table and dude dogecoin was for its entirety worth well less than a penny a a, a fraction (laughs) of a cent for most of its existence so like it can go back to that and that's very it sure can 
Um, and th- you know, I stopped rooting for him. Yeah. Because I was like, this guy has gotten cocky. Karmic reversion. Coming. And he thinks he's owed this. And he starts talking about how, like, <laughs> you know, the the you listen to financial advisors and, and Wall Street. They want you to play it safe with your money. They don't want you to be getting rich tri- quick. Or, you know, they want you to invest in their stocks and stuff. And uh, I don't want to play it safe. Like, I'm tired of listening to them. They're the reason that we, the, the little man, has been held back. It's like, dude, nobody gets this rich this quickly based on something this Except stupid. him, so sell it. <laughs> but he can say he did get rich this quickly if he sells it. Yeah, yeah. And he's refusing. It's bad, yeah. Because he seems to think that Dogecoin is the currency of the future. There's no argument to be made for that. So, dude, this is my my thing always with this kind of shit because, you know, it can be stressful. You know, you're putting a bunch of money that you earned into this this risky stuff because, you know, you're watching everybody else make money. So, like, why not me? One thing that always makes me feel better is just once I make money, taking out the original amount of money I invested. Sure. It makes me sleep five times better. That's a that's a very fine. Um, that's a very fine way to do it. Especially in this situation. As I've learned, though, you know, it's impossible to time these things. You can't time the the low of a currency or even, you know, a stock or the stock market. It's impossible. You're never going to get it right. So, Dude, as Brent says, can't be mad about taking profits off the table. <laughs> Fair enough. But like, you know, my point is my... My investment strategy is to try to put a similar amount in at consistent intervals or whenever I have a little bit of change. Like if I have a paycheck come in and I can, you know, I cover my rent, cover my credit cards, and I have 10% left to to play around with, I'll put that 10% into something risky. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just try to do that over time. But, you know, I've bought Ethereum at low and i've bought it at high and i can't be bothered that i bought it at a high point and then it went yeah. down that you i you'll go didn't crazy. get value it just you can only get lucky in that kind of shit if you truly believe in this stuff then you just need to like keep going and 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 hold it for a long long time um but i don't know man it it, it makes me nervous this whole thing just really makes me nervous yeah because there's just there, the amount of smart people that are waiting to laugh at us. The amount of, you know, wealthy, smart people who are just holding their tongues to say, I told you so, uh, is scary. So, I mean, dude, my my thought about that, too, is like nobody... None of those smart people have been able to give me like a compelling uh, explanation as to why they're certain it won't work out in some capacity. They're not certain. That's what I'm saying. So I understand the volatility, but like if you like you said, if you have self control and like our our Dogecoin pal over there who made two million dollars or whatever, he needs to be selling some of that. He can do whatever he wants, obviously, and who knows what's going to happen. But like, <clears throat> no one has been like, "This is not going to work." Here's why. They've just been like, "It's a crapshoot." And I'm fine with that. I'm fine with someone saying it's a crapshoot. I'm not fine with like some fucking old guy being like, ah, oh, it's cr- crap. 
just because they can't wrap their head around it. You know what I mean? And that's not even me being like, Wall Street's trying to hold you down. That's obviously not the case. But like, dude, you know, plenty of these people are making a tons of money off of this stuff. You know, the Winklevoss twins, no, notably, you know. The Winklevoss twins started sitting on a pile of play money, though. They came into the world of crypto already worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Right. But still, like they're 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 they've chosen to make their business. And listen, dude. I'm in no way a, like crypto's the future. Like I'm, I'm, I don't know. I don't know shit. But what I do know is that like, I'm open to the idea of it being, but I'm not convinced that it won't be. You know what Listen, I, mean? I come at this the same way you do with hope. Yeah. And you know, I absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But I also have a very strong suspicion that this will collapse in flames. Yeah. And, I hope that my awareness of that will soften the blow if yeah. and when it happens. Yeah. And that's the only thing uh, that I that I would caution you or your dad to to have. Okay. Well, okay. Regardless of any of that, my dad, um, he is being eager, and I think I think, and you can tell me if you agree with this or not. The I just need to like draw boundaries because like he'll be calling me and like I feel bad not answering and then I answer and I'll be like Sunday night and I'm in bed. This happened last night and he called me today before we started recording. Chris was in the room and he's like, can you show me how to do it? I'm like, dad, it's the middle of the day on Monday, dude. Like I'm busy. And then I feel bad hanging up on him. Yeah. Like, I'm not giving him time. I'm like, I'll call you later. And then he, then I'll text him what to do. He doesn't respond. I'm just like, dude, you got to work with me a little here. So like I'm gonna help him. I'm gonna help him do it. We're gonna figure it out. Probably do it later today. But like I need to make sure that it's not like eating into my time where I'm trying to build my life. Yeah. Why don't you guys set a Google Calendar time? Treat it like a true professional relationship. Listen, man, I'm with you. You know, my parents. I don't know how this happens, but just I feel like families go from parents being annoyed with kids. (laughs) <laughs> to kids being annoyed with parents. And, you know, I I love my parents so much, but as they've gotten older, some of the habits take on uh, this somewhat, you know, like, man, you can't help but think when you're on the phone, like, we could have accomplished that phone conversation in a third of the time, yeah. you know, if if we had just kept our shit together. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just you've got to grow your patience as your p- parents grow older. Yeah. And, and honestly, Hillary says that I do, and I feel that I do. I feel like I have a lot of patience for my parents. Mm-hmm. I give them a lot of respect. I give them a lot of my time. I love talking to them. I talk to them all the time. Um, but when and it, when it comes to this, this is wonderful. My dad's eager. He wants to be involved. Yeah, he's like, cool. he's like, this is like good for you, dude. He sees it as a thing to bond with and stay connected with you over. Yeah, maybe I'm this not. Is- you and your dad in crypto is my dad and me with golf. <laughs> I, I'm not even know. To be honest, I hope you're right. I th- I really think he just like wants to try to make some more money and like. But I I I take it as a compliment that he thinks that I'm like savvy enough to take advice from or like mm-hmm. whatever. You know what I mean? It's all nice, but the approach I think can be improved on his part, perhaps. Um, we uh, we've we've really taken to this e foil thing have i told you about this no what's that my dad got an e-foil <laughs> flight board 
I don't know what any of okay, this is. Okay, so it's a it's a surfboard basically that has a motor under it, and it's got this sort of wing fin under it that has a you know fin like that, and then it picture like an upside down T. What do you mean a picture of an upside down T? Like a mad picture of T okay. upside down. It's the bottom attached of the wing. to the bottom of the the surfboard. Got it. And it, on that has the little propeller. You got a handheld remote. And if you get really good at this thing, you can rise it up out of the water Whoa, and ride it, you know, two or three feet above the water just on the fin. Where's the motor? Below the fin. Got it. And you feel like you're flying across the water because there will be ripples and waves and the fin just scythes through them. I w- okay. I saw you doing this. Yeah. Are you getting good at it? I am, but my dad has gotten really good at it <laughs> and he can ride it out of the water for as long as he wants knowing Whereas your i kind of like come in and out got of it, the got water it. knowing him now and seeing like how he is i really like the idea of this this has this is something my dad bought or was really excited about he bought it uh because he'd ridden it went at a friend's house my dad has always kind of been proud of being on the front edge of like tech toys mm um any other ones that you can think of dude i remember my dad came home with a dvd player when nobody knew what dvd players oh, were. that's sick and he was like this is the future of movie watching <laughs> and he like set it up and put it on the tv and we were like holy shit that's so much better than the the vhs wow, cassettes we've dude. been watching He was like you don't even have to rewind it that's sick and he was like check this out and he showed us how to skip Sketch. chapters <laughs> Of the movie. Remember how sick that was? It was amazing. Look at these special features. With too. DVDs, all of a sudden you were like, we're going to watch this DVD for the 58th time. <laughs> but let's start a, you know, let's start Gladiator at the at the first fight instead of, <laughs> you know, in the beginning. I don't want to watch his family get burned. Um, Independence Day. You know, we'd always skip the oh, scene yeah. where like the alien who's being operated on comes to life and strangles the doctor and stuff it was scary anyway it was scary um so he 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 was in you know he, he started a software company himself so I, I think he was always reading like tech magazines and hearing about new things and you know cool. he'd come home with like wireless headphones or something like that or cool. before you know early early on i remember his first car phone wow we were like wait a minute a phone for the car you know I, I think it might have even been attached to the car that's with like, a wire anyway is that good for him he's you should be taking investments from him it sounds like he knows whatever the new thing's gonna be he know yeah well he was really early on teslas sick he was like this is the future but he you know he waited until they made the the three because it was the the more affordable one but anyway um the e-foil he became excited and really obsessed with this. And we were all like, come on, dad, you know, what's, what's so fun about this. And he got it and we went out on it in Florida and it's now become like the reason we go down to Florida. <laughs> this thing is so fun. It's a, it's a portion of the day. That's you know, we're waking up earlier cause the sea is calm in the morning. He's like, we're going to foil from, you know, 9am till 11 <laughs> That's foil, and then bro. we'll go play tennis and then we'll do this and it's just it's just amazing and and you can you learn to sort of carve out of the water 
But I, 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 we, we were doing it for a while the first time, and I took some nasty falls. Really? And I was like, Dad, you got to get it a hurts. helmet and a, a life jacket. Like, how fast are you going? Well, there's a bunch of gears. Okay. And I like to kick it up into the seventh gear because sure. it's easier for me to get out of the water at higher speeds. Right. I think he rides it in the fourth gear. Um, but it's wherever you're comfortable. I mean, I, I'm, you're going 20, 25 miles an hour. Yeah, pretty dude. quick. It's crazy. Maybe 20. Yeah, fast. 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 Um, but you get the hang of it. And uh, so he bought a helmet and, and a life jacket. And now we whip around. And it's it's so wild, dude, because I think a, the biggest part of a big part of the joy for him is that when he brings it back onto the beach after riding it, every single person on the beach comes up and is like, what is that thing? <laughs> and he starts telling the story. I mean, it is it, every time one I do a ride, I come off. There's three people waiting to ask me what the deal That's is. That's fucking cool. Um, so you'll start seeing these things everywhere. There's that viral pic of Mark Zuckerberg doing it with his face covered in zinc that I recreated uh, for my Instagram. I didn't realize that's what you. That's what I I was doing the efoil too. Yeah, dude. I, I remember seeing you on that thing, being like, "What the fuck?" It's fun, man. Yeah, I'm sure it's really cool. It's funny, man. For a guy like you, come off as sort of like not you're not cautious. I like you. Your thrill seeking side is like a bit of a is a bit of a curveball. I I I I can't do it, man. My whole life, I just I did. You did what? I I saw it thrill. But it seems like you still have it. Like you'll jump off a cliff into water. Like you'll not as much anymore. I used to I used to just do anything. Roller coasters. I loved roller coasters. I never went. I didn't do them very often. Mm-hmm. Would you? Right but now? I was dangerous. I did dangerous shit without thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, flipping off stuff and yeah, you're an amazing flipper. Ugh. I just. Yeah. I sound like your aunt. I'm like, he's an amazing flipper. Yeah, but it, you know, you, you hit flip. your head one time and you're like, all right, I, you know about the time I hit my head off the dock. I do. Yeah, I should be paralyzed. Live to tell the tale, dude. Yeah. Stories like that make me not want to have kids. I'm like, just, <laughs> yeah. every single person has a story like that. And it's like, that's right. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, awesome. 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 Another episode of Oops the P. <laughs> <laughs> OTP, baby. Yeah. Um, happy New Year, everybody. Um, I guess we didn't discuss what's the appropriate amount of time to be still saying that. It's too late. Mm. Uh, don't say it too long. Don't be annoying. No, don't be that <laughs> person. Um, good luck with all your stuff. Hit us up. Let us know what's going on at Oops the Podcast. We'll have some more fun announcements and cool stuff coming up. Um, I'm at Julio. He's at Francis C.C. Ellis. Let us know what's going on. We appreciate you all. And take care of yourselves. Bye-bye.